I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. It's your boy, the Primetime Kappa Pop DBIC. And you guys need to listen to my show, the Primetime Angles radio show, which is available live Thursday through Monday, starting at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And you don't know where we might be. Vegas, L.A., Houston, New York, Miami. We do this show everywhere, mobile, but this is all about cashing that ticket. So if you are a big better or a small better and you like to bet college basketball, NBA, NFL, college football, MLB, WNBA, anything that you can bet under the sun, we'll have an angle for you, okay? So make sure you guys do tune in to the Primetime Angles radio show hosted by your boy, the Primetime Kappa Pop DiBiase, also featuring Jeff Dawson, Philly Pete, Bobby Del Rio, and many more um, guests that come in on a weekly basis. So you guys make sure to tune in because this is the best sports betting show in the world. Once again, the best sports betting show in the world. Don't miss out. And this is the Primetime Angles Radio Show live every Thursday through Monday starting at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. All right, that's better. Okay, this is the Primetime Angles Radio Show Special Edition. Now, I'm off air today. Really, I'm Thursday through Monday, but you guys know that I only did a show Thursday night. So, today I decided to go ahead and see. I spoke to Jeff earlier today. He agreed to come on in with me today because I was going to give you guys at least 30, 45 minutes of a show to go over what happened this weekend and everything like that. You know, we did move into the NBA playoffs uh semifinals the final four as i like to call it on both for both conferences the elite eight as we could say right jeff so absolutely we and a lot of people did uh i know now we're already going into game two and i know it's kind of late now bringing it up but a lot of people thought it was kind of controversial that uh pop didn't stop the ball the last few minutes uh against the the last few seconds i'm sorry against denver and um leading denver to win the game i'm thinking to myself though Jeff, sometimes coaches just know when the game's over, though, don't you? Well, if you go, it's funny you bring this up because if you go back on the tape, Pops is literally eight feet on the court screaming at Aldridge to foul. Right. And uh, I was talking to a couple of colleagues about this, and usually what will happen is someone else will, you know, foul someone and they'll get the foul call. So, again, in this business... The first thing that we want to think of is, and I had a house full on Sunday, and I said this, I said, well, I guess the Spurs had the plus, you know, four and a half or five, whatever the number is. And I'm so glad that you are leading with this because I, I, I need to get something off my chest, Pops, and it's to all the listeners out there. It's to everyone that is involved in sports wagering. Since day one, gambling, and I'm using the word gambling, has had such a bad taste, a foul taste in the mouth, shunned upon, frowned upon. Uh, it, you know, anyone that gambled was dealt with the underground, the, the locals at the uh, the barbershop, or the, the, the nightclub, the mafia, whatever you want to call it. And every missed extra point, every missed foul call, every pick six, whatever, the, the fix is in. And so you bring this up today, and there are two guys that are on one of the big stations, uh, 
in Boston that do a, a sports gaming show now, and they have full-time jobs elsewhere, and they come on and they act like they know everything. Uh, and this is what's happening now in today's society in sports wagering. And every time, every time, pops. He releases an NBA game. It's not two, three minutes in where the fix is in. It's about the refs. So I started to get into a heated argument with him today, and then I just backed off. And I was like, I have, I'm done. If you're releasing an NBA game and two minutes in, you're blaming the refs. You never should release the NBA game. Okay? There are Dennehy served time for fixing games, and there's been referees and other sports that have been in, you know, point shaving, whatever. Okay. Tonight, you got brothers uh, on one site uh, out uh, uh, refing the Celtics game, and the Celtics are like 0 13 when he refs. And then you got the other guy um, tonight. Now I have a brain fart here for you. Um, I will go right now and grab the name for you so I don't look like a total buffoon here for you. Um, uh, my point is, in the Rockets game, the other the other guy is, uh, the Rockets have had no luck against. Uh, 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 Brothers is one. Anyways, long story short is, unfortunately, it's part of the game. And... Uh, as much as passionate as we are, uh, uh, you know, I scream and holler once in a while. Uh, in baseball, for instance, uh, team starts with three walks and two errors in the first inning. I'm blaming the manager because the team's not ready. So the whole point is, if you're going to use this as a crutch for losses, then I really don't think you should be in the game. That's my two cents. Well, you know what? I think... I have to totally agree with you on that, Jeff, because I always say that I always feel that sports is going to be sports, man. I played the sport. I played sports. You played sports. And sometimes the human mind ain't thinking, thinking the way that the rest of the human mind is thinking. And sometimes nerves do play a factor in situations like that occurring, what occurred in the Denver game. You know, the fix is in, this ref is here, and everything is a, everything is predetermined, and la, 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 la. It's that I think that everybody – feels as a good idea what the outcome is going to be. I gauge a lot of my capital on that situation as well, too, but I never say that it's something that's going to be thrown, that it's something that is scripted. You know, that's just dubbed to, to do that. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you take away from the innocence of the game where, and then you just want to figure, it's almost like the kid who's on the playground and the bell rings and there's his team's down too. Oh, you guys cheated. You guys made sure the bell rang before we could come back. No, the time has elapsed. The game is over. You know, and then as we talked about earlier, people don't ever talk about the mistakes that led up to the loss. You know, and that's what kills me is that every coach and every athlete will tell you, well, there were certain things we didn't do to for the reason why we didn't win the game. When a team loses by one point, that was one point. So when you look at it and you say, okay, that guy blew that free throw in the second quarter, that shit was vital to winning the game. You know what I mean? And sure. and if we go back and, and just highlight every little thing, then we're being, being pretty petty. But if we just go ahead and deal with the final result, move on and know that it's just a game, I think we're all good. And we, we talked about this up there. And the other ref, by the way, is Foster. 
and Foster has uh, Houston has not done well when Foster's refed uh, and uh, again on the Celtics it's brothers uh, so now everyone's in an uproar and uh, you know everyone was using the, the well uh, the Bucks tonight you know G's going to get all the calls and they're going to even that series up and for all those people you know how did uh, Toronto do did they go up 2-0 last night uh, no and everyone that's holding a Rockets ticket to beat Dub Nation, you know, now saying now we're, you know, this guy's reference. So, you know, we're going to go back home. Oh, two. Uh, my point, what you were just saying, as we talked off the air this morning, uh, all the Vegas Knight fans screaming and hollering about the call, the major penalty that, you know, allowed San Jose to score four goals. Uh, what happened? You guys were up three games to one. You lost game five in San Jose. Okay. You're, you're coming back home now to win game six and win this series. You lost that game. You were up three to nothing. You allowed four straight goals. But now all of a sudden you have amnesia. You tied the damn game up and it went to OT. You had another shot to win the game. Enough. That one call didn't cost you the series. You had three other games before that. But people have amnesia in this business. And uh, there's so many plays predicated leading up to the call. Now, the NFL this year is now going to have reviews on pass interference calls. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, when review came into play, I thought it was the greatest thing since I spread finally. I'm to the point, just take review out of everything. The, the final four. The national championship game, you know, inside of two minutes, inside a minute, they're going, they're taking five minutes. Teams without timeouts are getting a free timeout while they're looking at a call. It's enough. Enough's enough. Play the game. Right. <laughs> and everybody always wants the, you know, because they want to have the, the predicated outcome. But I just really feel like doing that in the NFL, that's just cheap. You know, honestly, that's cheap. That's almost like a fan thing. That's like, okay, uh, Let's go ahead and just do do-overs because I wasn't happy with the call that the human element made. I, I'm not going to trust that it was a bang-bang situation. I'm just going to act like since I, I saw it that I know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? So, sure. You know, there was two sides to the coin. There was people that said there wasn't a pass interference and there was people that said there, there was. And they, all these people were professionals. But the fan element just sees a guy getting ran into by a defender and they say it's automatically oh it has to be um pass interference even if the ball is thrown over his head pops and, and what people aren't saying very simply is this okay the saints blew that anyways they had first and goal inside the 10 and they threw the ball on first down why aren't they running the ball making the rams use their timeouts Okay, you still could have ran three plays. They would have been out of timeouts and kicked the field goal, and the Rams would have had 20 seconds at tops. I mean, I think, again, after the start of the Thanksgiving game when the uh, Saints got steamrolled by Dallas, that was their downfall. Uh, Coach Payton got too, too, too cute. He had a juggernaut there, and they played it where we're not going to make mistakes. Our defense is going to help us win games. Uh, again, th- th- no excuses. You had the Rams on the ropes, and you didn't take care of business, and now they're blaming that one call, just like the uh, Vegas is blaming that one call. Uh, and as more states become legal, unfortunately, in today's society now, where John Smith, who knows a big hierarchy at a 
local TV station or a local radio show now is a part-time sports guy who's giving out information and he's the one that's going to be leading the charge to the public where every call is every the fix is in every game now pups and this is where, where, where all the steps that we've made in sports wagering and sports investing is now going to come back to it's all about fixing the games are fixed and it, it, it the games are not fixed they're not and I think that it's almost like our situation in Santa Anita, man. You got people that are literally trying to d- destroy sports betting before it happens, before it goes legitimate. That's what it is. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? When you got to keep saying that and mentioning that, then it takes away the integrity. That's why the NBA wants to charge the integrity fee. You know what I mean? And uh, the NFL wants no parts of it. You know, and the MLB... Hey, MLB is just like, you know, well, we're baseball, so baseball really doesn't. You saw that we we already told the bet one of the greatest players of all time, he can't be a part of the Hall of Fame just because of this. Mm-hmm. So you guys just have to know that sport the 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 sports leagues are not really behind this. You know what I mean? Soccer and horse racing, these games are all predicated really on sports on sports betting. Both of them. So they get They've been doing this, but the new be, the the new le- legitimacy to these pro television sports that we watch these uh, that have these high high contracts is gonna k- keep coming up under scrutiny because you just have people who are sore losers because we live in a sore loser society. That's all it is, man. And I feel like you never want to congratulate uh, winners, but you always want to feel sorry for the losers. And you know, I I, I, I just I, keep I, seeing I, that. I remember back in the in my my youth and my crazy days in high school, in college, uh, uh, where my college was predicated on the fact that the the local dog track was fifteen minutes away. Okay, always with a hustle, always trying to make a buck. Uh, whether it's cashing tickets, whether it's giving out dogs, horses, uh, whether uh, playing the games myself and. Uh, there was never enough action you know once the sevens were over there was a 10 o'clock game and you always had to play at the local dog track you know we always got saved because uh the phoenix track would be on from 10 to 1 and 99.9 percent of the people leaving at 1 a.m didn't have a penny in their pocket And, and so if you're playing paycheck to paycheck and you find yourself on friday getting paid and and you're running to the casino or to your offshore book uh and playing games and you didn't go and pay your bills you didn't pay your rent your mortgage you don't have no gas in your car this is not for you this is a long-term investment where you're going to win some days, you're going to lose some days, you're going to win some weeks, you're going to lose some weeks, and you're going to have losing months. And if your bankroll is not predicated on that, find another, find another hobby. Right. Because, you know, people with, uh, I have a $500 bankroll, but they're the ones playing $100 a game. If you have a $500 bankroll, you should be playing no more than 3% of that bankroll per play, period, end of discussion. Well, Jesus, right. I, I, I can't sit and watch a game for 20 bucks. You know, when you play a game and you lose on a walk-off homer, an error, a missed extra point, a pick six, and then you can just turn the page, you know you're in your comfort zone. But when you're hemming and hollering, throwing remote controls, uh, screaming and hollering, putting the, your fist through walls because you just lost, 
You're way over your head. Or, or, way or over the your fist head. through the TV from what I've been seeing lately. Uh, and yeah. I was going to say kick the dog, but I don't want to say that because someone would take it the wrong way. But you know what I mean. I mean, right. I, you know, uh, you're supposed to have some fun in this. And as we preach, we're here to make some money. We're, it is an investment. Uh, but people just got it skewed the wrong way. And from day one, when someone comes to East Coast Sports and they're interested, I make it very, very, very clear. We're not a scratch ticket. We are not. Go to your local convenience store, get your loaf of bread, get your half gallon of milk, get yourself a scratch ticket there because East Coast Sports is not a scratch ticket. Oh, man, I feel it. Uh, praise, praise. Praises to, the, to that, man. Um, I feel that what we have to do as, you know, advisors and things of that, we just got to always... Keep everybody on that straight, narrow path, man, or what it's all about of getting that money. Because you are right, you know, because I got guys who bet a dime. If you guys don't know what a dime is, it's $1,000 a game. And, you know, hey, I got a great story for you guys. This is how I know. This is this is, this is a, true, a true capper in its sense. A true capper will always admit, will always talk more about the losses than the big wins. You guys know that I've gotten big wins off of big dogs, all that good stuff. But let me tell you something. I think it was either last week or the week before. We had a bunch of favorites winning the NBA on the playoffs and things like that. The Blazers actually went, went, won out the game that I felt the Thunder were going to win later on that night. And pretty much it was just a bad day. It's the day Boston swept uh, Indiana. I woke up very late that day. And pretty much, I was just almost just, well, we got an NBA schedule today. Let's see what we can do. And pretty much, there was guys that that were with me, and they lost a lot of money. But they were already losing before, you know, they were asking for these plays. You know what I mean? So, that's the thing about it. Sometimes you run into quicksand Sundays, and really, you're trying to tell a guy, I try to tell the guy, hey, you know what? Maybe you might want to take a break. No, 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 no. I need somebody for the Clipper game. No, 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 no. I need somebody for this game. And as you try your best to try to give them a bailout, get them right where they need to be. But if it doesn't work out, just please know that it's your fault. Everything fell apart because your advice today. And really it's because and then but it's really because the guy or the person doesn't want to admit that they were foolish, that they were chasing, they were they're trying to get back the money that they had made while they were ahead. Now they're behind today. Because they've told themselves that they're gonna kill it today. And we're gonna end Sunday with a with a flourish. And Jeff has said on my show on many Sunday NFL Sundays. It's quicksand Sunday. So if you had a killer Saturday, I would try to get you just to bet one game today. Just something that's something simple for you. But no, but no, but no. You got to use that bankroll so you can double up and hit that imaginary lottery ticket that you that you find it for. Everybody wants that instant gratification, Jeff. That's what it is. I say well, I keep saying it. You, you, you know, you, you just hit so many points and oh my god I'm chomping at the bit here I, I can't stress enough 
about quicksand Sunday. And it's not just now in football, it's every Sunday. And, and the mentality that has to be set, and I always bring on new clients and I say, I need to rewire. What do you mean by that? Everyone, it's, it, it's a seven day week. I get that. It's Monday through Sunday. I get that. But as Pops just said, we just killed it Monday through Saturday. We had a great Saturday. We went five and one. You're up 7.8 units going into Sunday. And I'll use NFL Sunday. Sunday NFL, where everyone has a favorite team. Everyone knows everything. And yet, you know nothing. Every one of those casinos and resorts are built on NFL Sundays. So if you're up 7.8 units, put the seven units to the left and play with the 8.8 units. Why? Because that's the money you just earned. You that's your money. Right. You just need to you just need to go to bed and wake up on Monday and I call Mondays envelope Mondays. Okay? And you're collecting seven units, okay? The mentality of 98% of the people that play these games is I'm up on Sunday, I have a free roll here. I'm playing with house money, I'm gonna double it down, okay? And then they wake up money uh, Monday hungover and broke, okay? Now what about the Sundays that you go in and you're down five units? And then you press, because why? You wanna get even, you don't wanna pay the man. And you just turn the minus five units you lose at one o'clock, you double down at four o'clock, and you're all in on the favorite and the over at eight o'clock. And guess what? You turn the minus five units into minus 20 units, and now you wake up Monday morning broke, hungover, and you don't have money to pay the man. Mm. I've seen it a million times. Mm. Man, man. And see, there it is. Jeff got to take him to school, man. Got to take him to school, as usual, you know. And uh, I'm just saying to myself, I say, Jeff, I just say, bro, it has to be better. You know what I mean? It has to be much, much better when it comes to the future of this game. As long as they let people still, still keep it real, you know what I mean, and not give people this imagination that. Everything is going to work out. I almost say, I see it all the time on the show Locking In, man, is that it's literally like they're just giving everybody chalk. And then we're excited about making, we had to put up $450 and make 600 bucks. Hmm. I don't think that's, that's not really like winning in my, in my opinion. That's really like reaching. And they had to put in all these different scenarios that were ultimate chalk. But what if the one of those ultimate chalks didn't come through? Because it's going to happen. You know, you'll walk into a college sat- football Saturday with an uh, awesome, awesome all-chalk parlay ticket, 10-teamer. You know, Jeff, 10-teamer? You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then lose the minus 500 on a conference USA team. Why? Because you don't understand that those conferences aren't that far apart from each other. Even the two, the two and eighteen, <laughs> you know, they're you know, recruiting so, in the same you, pool. 
you, you, you bring up such a great point and, and and you walk into any of the casinos and go to the sports book and they have the parlay cards in college they have them in football and those parlay cards end up to be confetti or they end up to be uh, drink coasters they end up in the trash 99.9% of them because it only takes one it's like a teaser card they're, they're great until kickoff right. and, and, and a perfect example I'll be honest with you uh, Sunday uh, we released uh, two plays. We went one and one, uh, and I gave out to a handful of our clients a nice little Sunday. Uh, I call it an action parlay. Invest, and I say this exactly: invest pizza money, beer money, uh, gas money, date money. It's to have action throughout the day. If it comes in, it was paying six point six point five units. Uh, and first game off the rip. Milwaukee Bucks minus three seventy five money line. How'd they do on Sunday against the Celtics? They lost by twenty, right? Yes, sir. So uh, minus three seventy five, right off the rip. You know, uh, was it a week ago? A week ago, ten days ago. Golden State minus fifteen, minus fifteen hundred on the money line, lose outright. Yeah. You just you don't know. You you. It only takes one. And it's hard enough to hit one game. Now we're trying to put together two, three, four, five, six, ten team parlays. And they do get hit. Don't get me wrong. They do get hit. But I enjoy a parlay when I'm up and I'm playing with their money. And I usually say play with the leftovers. We walk in into a Sunday up 6.78 units. Hey, put the six to the left. Put that in your envelope for Monday. Play with the .78. Put yourself together a two, three, four, five team parlay. I don't care if you want to put together a 15-team parlay. I just went into the local store before we got on the air. A friend of mine, $10 parlay, okay, offshore with the Patriots. And I'm going to pull it up right here, and I'll give you the exact odds so I'm not BSing you. He had the Red Sox last year at plus 325 to win the World Series. He had the Patriots plus 700 to win the Super Bowl. He has the Celtics at plus 500. He has the Bruins at plus 1100. A $10 parlay. If the Bruins and Celtics both win the championships, he will win $24,470. For a $10 Four, four local team parlay. Now that's something you get bang for your buck for a whole year. He's got two in. He's sweating now. He's got a little action. He's got some stake in the game. But that's what it's all about. Right. So he's sitting up there on a Boston Grand Slam. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's not. It's probably not going to come it's in. It's crazy because two of the games was between LA teams, and two of the two of the first championship wins was against LA teams. Yep. But they're not going to get an L.A. team for the Celtics, and they're not going to get an L.A. team for the Bruins. So, it's one of them's going to lose. Well, the well the, bro, uh, the the Celtics, you could get Golden State, right? A little close. It ain't the same, Jeff. It ain't the uh, same. <laughs> I know they want to say, I know they want to think, I know they think they're showtime, but they'll never be. But, but you know what? I, I'll, I'll close this section up like this. I think our job... As advisors, investors, uh, moving forward, and we've already been doing this, but I think me, you and I have talked, and we're going to be doing a lot more of this, is we need to educate. 
and the people that want to listen and that want to be a part of this will kind of rewire themselves by education right. understanding what to do what not to do the do's and don'ts and 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 as i say to every one of our clients very simply i know you're going to play our plays and i know a lot of you play your own plays but at the end of the week if we go 9 and 2 and we're up 6 and a half units and then you say well i'm sorry jeff i went 2 and 9 so i was even for the week i i really that's not my problem my problem is we were plus six and a half units your problem is you went two and nine so uh be careful use this as a second you know second source of income if you're serious if you want this to be entertainment well maybe we're not for you or maybe you just want to take our plays and add your plays in there uh because there that's the problem today is that people it hasn't been legal people don't have a a a place to place these wagers now they're becoming a lot more accessible and it's still entertainment for them for us in the trenches 24/7 365 it's not entertainment it's about work it's about grinding it's about cashing tickets yes sir yes sir now let's talk about cashing tickets and since we're doing this early today we get to talk about Today's NBA games and tomorrow's NBA games. Shit, might even talk about Thursday's NBA game because it's just because they're only doing single games for the next two nights after after the night. Now we just talked about your Celtics and the and the Bucks, and um, right now we got seven and a half on the Bucks right now. Um, I think that's still too high of a number on the Bucks. Once again, you it seems like they putting they walking you into the trap. But then all the greedy people like me. Oh, Boston. Give me Boston again, but it's really not a give me Boston again night, right? In my opinion. It's 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 a trap on either side because then you say, well, you know, the Bucks should be really good today. They should be able to get this one back. They should it should not be a problem. Then you see the tape and you're like, wow, they really shut down Giannis. They're really going to have to have somebody step it up. And now with the absence of Brogdon is huge for the Bucks, right? Because Brogdon's out for a little bit, correct? He's supposed to be coming back sometime in this series, but that's key right now and I think that they really do need to sit and kind of review the landscape a little bit and understand that just because they have the best record in the NBA does not guarantee them the finals at all. and it does not guarantee that since they have a MVP type candidate in Giannis that doesn't guarantee that you know he'll be MVP every night so they were talking about the fact that they felt like there were no twos on the um there is no twos at all on the bucks and i feel like they got a really really good team and when you're a bunch of shooters This is what happens. And Giannis is kind of playing that LeBron role in his fourth fifth season, you know? And he has a lot of guys on the team that they can play, they can really play, but they're not take over the game type guys. They have to do it as a collective unit. Everybody kind of has to heat up a little bit. And Boston in a sense, they just go. 
You you get a bucket, I get a bucket. You get a bucket, I get a bucket. You you lock it up. But Boston made sure that if we're gonna win any game, it's gonna be the first game, and we're gonna solidify ourselves. So I do really think that the Bucks will win the game, but I don't know if they'll cover. And I think the Celtics will be tough, but I don't know if they cover. So since I'm confused. Because they don't want to give me the right spread. Because if they gave me five and a half, I'm taking the bucks. You know what I mean, Jeff? But I feel like they finished right there in the middle. You know, or over that. I just don't want to throw it out there. I feel like it's too many points for a team that just lost by 20 points in game one. And they're not on the level yet. Boston was seen as the number one seed until the season started in the East. You know, so let's go and really think about and at the end of the day, the best thing to do here is play the over because both these teams are going to score points tonight. It's not going to be like game one where, you know, um, guys are trying to figure it out and Boston just keeps the pace ahead. Today is going to be them really going ahead and going back and forth. Three balls going to get hit, and I'm going to take the over 219 in the spot. I, I You know something? I'm going <laughs> to... When Tampa and Hockey lost game one, they went from like minus 400 to win the series to like minus 185. And then after they lost game two, they were like plus 140. Now, Tampa was the elite team in hockey, and I know I'm just flipping sports on you, but I got an eye opener here for you. Uh, the, the Bucks went off minus 340 to win the series. Actually, it was probably almost minus 400 in some spots. Celtics were plus 240, plus 260, wherever you shopped around. After game one, Vegas has adjusted the Bucks to win the series now to minus 130, which is a huge eye-opener to me. Uh, uh, it almost is like to the point where, and, and I'm not going to say it, but I'll say it. How's that sound? Uh, uh, you got right now the Raptors who are now one and one already at minus one ninety, and the Nuggets right now are minus two forty. Here's my point: it almost leads me to believe with this eye-opening number that the Celtics could literally go in and steal this game again. And that's quite possible. That's why I'm thinking, but that's why I'm saying over tonight because I feel like it's going to have to go to overtime for Boston to win the game, or it's going to have to be really close. They're not going to blow them away tonight. Well, you, you you nailed it. I mean, seven and a half. If you watched that game on Sunday, uh, you would have thought the Celtics were the best team in, uh, in in the NBA. I mean, they were just flat out, you know, wow. And they, that seven and a half, to me, that number is almost a trap number. I mean, they're begging you to take the Celtics. I'm following 8,000 tickets. 64% of the wagers, 61% of the money is all on the Celtics. And it's still a flat seven and a hook. So that 39% of the money coming in on the Bucks is a heavy-handed money, meaning that line should be seven right now, and it hasn't moved. So uh, it's one of these where the Bucks were the best team in the NBA, if my stats are correct, in double-digit wins. They're, 80% of their wins will buy double digits or more. Uh, you would expect, I mean, they had three guys at the rim for the Celtics on Sunday. Either Giannis is going to get those calls and he can't shoot 50% from the line like he did on Sunday, or they're going to be able to kick out and hit. Uh, I, it's a very, it's a tough game. It, it, I mean, you would think 
bucks even the series, but there's a lot of things that smell in this game, and it's one of these that, uh, being a local, I'll sit and watch. We got the Bruins, Celtics, and Red Sox tonight, weather permitting. Uh, crazy day in Boston, but it's going to be interesting, put it that way. Well, I can feel that, Jeff. I can feel that. Um, now we got the night game. And um, we don't have to get too heavy into it because we talked about it to start off the show. And we just didn't really circle them of why we feel like, you know, that they're going to keep saying games aren't aren't are fixed or rigged or something like that. Well, it's because teams like the Houston Rockets. <laughs> and their analyticals and them showing 81 missed calls and them being so particular about the ref doing, refs doing their job. So they're pretty much saying that they need to be a, be be able to score 200 points a game, and the refs are holding them up from that that part. Even though it's basketball, these things happen. Even when we're playing basketball in the streets, man, there might be a, a funny foul or something. Oh, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Don't no foul. Keep playing. You know, it happens. It happens. Sometimes you guys just keep going, you know, because in the streets, you got to say, and one, foul. You know, you got to call your own fouls, right? So <laughs> I feel like the Houston is the, they're the guys that you play with in the gym and they're always calling foul when they can't get past you. And I think that it's a real excuse from this team. You know, was there a bunch, was, was, should they call fouls when you miss the 24 straight three pointers? When you're up 17 in the conference finals last year, huh? Houston? Huh? Like, seriously, Houston. Like, you sound ridiculous. Like, you really do. But let's get down to the game. And I'm saying they sound ridiculous. So tonight with this, I guess that the NBA refs owe them a favor, Jeff. What you think? I think you think they owe them a favor tonight. So they can go ahead and you can go ahead and mark down the Rockets money line tonight. Well, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I think in the mind of the public tonight, if I was to tell you one road team's going to win and one road team's going to lose, I would think most people would agree with you. I'll take the Houston right now plus 188 in the money line because everyone thought this was the series that Golden State was finally going to get knocked out. It was going to be Houston. So they're going to go back to Houston one and one and take care of business where the Celtics and Bucks no one thought that the Bucks would uh most people thought the Bucks would win two the first two and then probably split in Boston and probably take care of the Celtics in five um so I agree with your thought process here but playing devil's advocate if I said one and one on the road the 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 whole fun obviously is the Celtics to win today and then Houston to lose game two, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I think Houston. Uh, but this is a perfect spot where no one's uh, believing in Golden State. Uh, again, sixty. We're at seven thousand tickets here. Sixty nine percent of the wagers, seventy four percent of the money, all in on the Rockets, and it opened at six and a half. Uh, it's down to a flat five and a few spots in the strip. Uh, five and a half at MGM and Caesars right now. So again, Publix playing Rockets and Publix playing Celtics again. So we'll see. 
And I knew the public was going to be on the Celtics today because everybody feeling like they are sharp. So let's expect a six, man. Six and a half by the time we get the tip, Jeff. They're going to bet it down. Oh, yeah? They're going to bet it down. Oh, boy. And then, but if you're a duffel bag boy tonight, I say take the plus five and a half for the Rockets. And then take and take ten percent of that, and put it on the money line. Good advice. Yep, duffel bag boy, you know. Um, and I know it's like, well, you know, but I should. People probably feel like I trust uh, the Warriors more tonight. I don't. It's just the Warriors. Really, honestly, they sh- they showed a lot of flaws, man, with the Clippers. You know. They showed a lot of flaws all season. It doesn't even matter that they have KD. It doesn't even matter that they have Steph. You know, Clay. It's like these guys. They don't. They don't. They're bored with playing each, with each other now, and it's starting to show up a little bit. It's almost like they're bored with the game. It's almost like it's just too. They feel it's too easy. But that's what the media and the press have have, have told them. This is. They're really reading their press clippings. You know, and they're the only. Suppose dynasty I ever seen that really read, read into everything, you know what I mean? It's like their motivation, and I wouldn't say that they dominate everybody in the NBA. I'm just saying when you can hit it threes as consistent as they can, hey, how can anybody win a game? But when that three's not there, they're pretty average, man, you know, in my opinion, you know what I mean? But one thing that separates the Warriors from everybody else, they pass the ball so damn well, they really do. They really do. They know how to share the ball. They know how to get their teammates involved. And it is really fun playing for the uh, Warriors. And that's why Kevin Durant has enjoyed his time so much there as a player. And he's actually grown as a player in uh, Golden State. And you, he could have just been the same old KD, scoring a whole lot of points. And then people feeling like he's not there for the team when he needs to be for, there for the team. But no. KD is 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 showed that okay I'm not a leader I'm a renegade and he has pretty much given himself you know big checks everywhere he goes until the end of his NBA career even on the tail tail end of it because you know if he ever becomes a guy that you know later in his later years late thirties they got him coming off the bench he'll still get you twenty no problem but I, I I could never see Kevin Durant coming off the bench though so. You know, it's still unbelievable now that to see Dirk come off the bench like he did. But he did the Mavericks a favor, in a sense. He, you know, he, he just played me so much, but you don't have to start me if you're only gonna play me 20, 25 minutes a night. You know, so I do feel like the Rockets will win this game tonight because the series is gonna be much closer than it looks. And it, it, come on, the Rockets—they've been winning games in Oakland a lot over the last few years. So I don't doubt that they, they'll win tonight. And it's funny because they're not giving the Warriors the type of spread that the Warriors are used to. You used to seeing a nine and a half, a 11 and a half in game two. No, 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 no. We're five and a half tonight because we want you to eat that Houston. And we want you to eat this Warriors thing up tonight. Boy, I'm telling you, they want you to eat the Warriors up tonight with five and a half. Warriors should be better than six points tonight. Yeah, man, yeah. Nah, man, not a good deal. Not a good deal at all. If they're under, say, eight or something like that, it's not a good deal in my opinion. So I'll take the uh, Rockets tonight, plus five and a half. 
and then put 10% on the money line. And there it is. And that's our games for tonight, Jeff. Now, tomorrow, we got the, uh, is it, uh, the Nuggets and Blazers, correct? Okay. Correct. Last night, I had the Blazers. Huge. Premium play for clients, all that good stuff, plus 165. I'm feeling good because Boston on Sunday, so I say, we'll get another one. Let me go ahead and get another one. And once again, it didn't work out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It works out on Sunday, but it didn't work out today. It, it should have went with my first thought, which was Philly. I said Philly should win tonight because Philly and Toronto is going to be a six-game series. Toronto winning. So, we come back and the Blazers lose, but the Blazers actually were in the game all night. And then a little run happened for the Nuggets, and boom, there, there it is. They're up 10, 11, 12 points. The uh, Blazers really, really can't do anything after that. So, they got close, though. The Blazers kept it close. The Blazers kept fighting. That's why it's like, okay, this team should win this series. Yeah, the Nuggets won that game, but I feel like, okay, the Nuggets took a little bit of that momentum of beating the Spurs the other night, and they brought it into the game one in Denver, you know, got a big win in front of their home crowd and everything like that. Denver's actually entering territory that they're not really used to, but, you know, they're, they're, they're embracing it. So now we're sitting in the position where Blazers are going to – it's probably going to be a three-and-a-half point spread, Jeff three, two and a half, because people are going to be betting the Blazers heavy in this next one. I promise you. And I like the Blazers a lot, but I think that what we do here in this game is we go ahead and do the same thing they did the other night. You play the over here. You don't know where it's going to go, but I really do think that the Blazers should split. So you can take the Blazers' money line as well, too. But I think the fun bet here, the, the money bet for anybody betting in that game is going to be the over. I think that's the that's your locked in money right there, you know, lock it in right. Put your money where your mouth is, right? Remember who said it first? All good, you know what I mean? Should it? Some I, I would think it was somewhat copywritten with the t-shirts that I sold off of it as well too, Jeff. <laughs> but it's all good though. Fox will cut. Fox will be cutting the check soon too. So here we are. We're sitting in the playoffs, and these are probably the fastest playoffs you'll ever see in your life. Like, it really feels like none of these teams are being that competitive, Jeff. It's killing me. <laughs> it really is. Like, I'm waiting for those classic games, those big-time games. You know, we just got games where everybody's wondering about the missed calls of a game. And once again, it goes back to my don't, congrats, be, don't worry about congratulating the winners. Go ahead and give the uh, loser his cry towel and sit there and pat him on the back and tell him it's going to be okay. You know, <laughs> that it's not your fault. It's the ref's fault. It's not your fault. It's the He fouled you at the end. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What did you do to lose the game? That's always my question. What happened prior to that? And, you know, you never get the straight answer. <laughs> So no, you 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 don't. And, and again, uh, the hardest part in the NBA, again, when you're dealing with spreads, money lines, 
you know, if, if for instance, last night we, we released, uh, they were flat four on Denver all across the strip. Um, we released Denver minus three and a hook. Uh, we were fortunate on that side, I thought, um, in regards to, you know, three and a half, four, four and a half, depends where you shop. Uh, if you're down seven, you get the three at the buzzer, you cover. Uh, or six, I should say. Uh, you know, the, 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 you go back to Sunday's game where the, the technical foul and the free throw, and then he didn't get, they didn't even get to shoot the two free throws after that. So, so in other words, the inbounds. And so all the Houston betters were joyous because they covered. But actually, in a nutshell, if they didn't call that, they would have had to go to the free throw line. It would have been a push if he had to shoot two free throws. Right. And then the M NBA comes back and said there was three blown calls in the last two minutes, two of them on Steph. Therefore, Steph would have followed out. Steph would have hit the game winner, yada, yada, yada. Right. So uh, you got to go in there with a faint heart. Uh, uh, you know, as I've preached since day one, uh, every game's the same. One game, one unit. Uh, we look to grind. We look to profit. Uh, if you go 0-1 in the NBA, maybe you went 1-0 and in NHL and 2-0 and in baseball. Uh, so uh, I agree 1,000% in everything that you said. Uh, and I think, again, to, to double back, uh, it's our job to educate. And uh, the more people we get on our side that are listening and want to learn, the better off these guys will be and gals in the long run themselves. Yeah, don't forget about the woman. They get mad. They pay attention too. I know a few lady betters. They they go just as hard. And you know, funny thing is, is that my dog of the day article that I do daily, pretty much on Cap Sports Primetime Capper dot com, it delivers some of the best best uh, dogs of the year. You know, those days where those eighty twenties. You know what I mean? The minority bet. You know what I mean? And people always tell me, man, I wanted to take so-and-so, but, you know, I just just couldn't pull the trigger. Well, I gave you an article to tell you to, uh, why why you're going to pull the trigger. Let's be crazy together, you know? And if you, and if you want to be too safe with the money, then you're always going to be over here disappointed when the, when the minus 180 loses on you. And you thought it was going to be a lot because they told you on Lock It In that no doubt about it, this team was going to win again. One day I faded all of them because I just knew that they were all full of shit. So, you know, they they were all calling out this, and I said, nope, they're just being safe. Okay, you give them a thousand dollar bankroll to start the week off with. He's 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 about to tap out. This guy's up, and this guy's middling. So they all gonna agree on the same thing. So they feel like, okay, if it's a consensus, we won't lose any money. It's really the opposite, you know. It is what it is. But the only locks you have, my friend, are on the front door of your home. Right. That's it. There's no such thing as locks. Double down, triple downs, game of the years, game of the months, uh, any of that happy horseshit. That's just all sales and marketing. That's all it is. Yeah. And it's funny because we get it on, I see it on a daily basis. I'm the best of the best. I'm 38 and one in my last 40. You know, uh, and what sport is this again? <laughs> oh, that's just like you know, the the one that's really set us off is Vegas Dave and his will plays and his fifty and O system plays and people waste five hundred dollars to jump in and to lose ten thousand and to say why did I do it? Right. 
And then I tell myself, right, marketing. Because, you know, you're selling, you selling a dream. And it's cool. It's like that. It happens. No worries. If you got the time to afford, afford the, the, the lesson, which is $10,000 or whatever, then there it goes. You got time. But, you know, he wins. Jeff wins. I win. It's just that you guys can't depend on it every single day. <laughs> you know, but we all got ways of going about it. Some of us are more humble than others. That's all I say. You know, and um, a little quick baseball real quick, man, um, before we wrap this up. Um, I got four games I really like today. I like the Tigers with the upset today, Jeff. They giving the Phillies way too much. Phillies ain't pitching ain't all that to me this season. Even though it's Vince Veliquez on the mound, I know that he's one of their better pitchers, but I'd much rather go ahead and roll with the Tigers here on the upset. I just think that they'll outlast them. By the time he gets out of the game, Detroit will go ahead and pounce on that. Um, will pounce on that. That so-so uh, bullpen of uh, Philly. And then I like... I actually like the over today at Fenway. Because the number's telling me over, Jeff. To be dead honest with you. Rick Barcelo's been getting tagged up. Aaron Brooks been getting tagged up. So I think the over nine makes a whole lot of sense here. Then we got the Reds and the Mets. Reds and the Mets. Reds are a favorite in New York. Wow. 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 They do play good at, in Queens, though. They really do. So... With that, I'm going to be risque today, Jeff. I'm going to take him on the run line, minus one and a half, because I'm going to get a big, juicy number for that, big, juicy dog number. Luis Castillo is a good pitcher, too. He's been pitching great. I will tell you that line has switched in a couple spots on your Vegas strip. A little reverse line movement on the Mets. Castillo's been lights up. Check the weather on the East Coast. Uh... It's been dreary. I don't know if the Sox will get their game in today, and it looks like you should be a go in New York. But, again, this time of year, you know, the showers, the rain. I'm a firm believer of staying away from the starts and stops. You know, if you get a pitcher that's going to sit an hour and then he goes in there and then there's another rain delay, then it becomes a bullpen game. And I don't think you're getting fair value for your money. Uh, nothing worse than having Louie come in and pitch four innings, lights out, and be an hour and a half rain delay. Now you're worrying about the back end the rest of the way. Just boom for dark. You know it. You know it. Well, yeah, man. And then here goes another one for you, Jeff. This is probably your best favorite today. It's going to be the... Your best favorite today, honestly, is going to be this team right here. Well, as you guys can see, White Sox, that's who we're talking about. The White Sox or the Red Sox? White Sox are off today. Postponed. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry, y'all. A little snoozy, a little side, yired. Um, the Indians, a 210 favorite today against um, the Marlins. That's a number that scares you, you know, for a road team. It really does. It scares you when it's a home team, too, and it's Trevor Bauer. But you know what? I think you can trust that situation right there. I'm going to play the under there, Jeff. It's under seven. I, th- I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in that game. 
The Indians haven't shown that they're a big time scoring team this season, but they've been good pitching. And you know, the Marlins only have so many out outbursts, outbreaks. You know, Marlins is just I don't know, man. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a bad season. They won 60 games at best this year. That's bad, too. They're going to lose 100 games this year. That's going to happen. And they'll be good at the end of the year. That'll be your end of the year minus the plus plus 250 dog in Philly. <laughs> Sometime in August. Be ready. Be ready. Jeff, be ready. That's all I And, all right. So, pretty much what we're going to do here is... Any closing thoughts, Jeff? Uh, I think we've covered a lot today. It wasn't so much on the games. Uh, uh, I, my quick recap on today's games, you got two great hockey games. Uh, I'm kind of surprised at, at the... Uh, I thought San Jose would be getting a little more love than they actually are today. There's been a pretty good, decent push on the Avalanche today. So take a look at the Avalanche minus a buck and a quarter. I think the Boston-Columbus game is a toss-up. Uh, looks like uh, the, the public's all in on the Bruins tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be one hell of a game. Uh, the under-overs at five and a hook. This is a 3-2, uh, 4-2 empty netter all day. The two hoop games, uh, again, uh, gut says Bucks find a way and they win by double digits. Uh, but I would, as I said on Sunday to a lot of my friends and family and clients, two things happen on Sunday. Bucks win by double digits or the Celtics went outright. And I'm going to go with that same theory again today. And it's I'm not hedging. I'm just telling you that's exactly the way this game's set up. Bucks win by double digits or Celtics went outright. And the Houston Golden State, I would like to see Houston steal this game. I'd like to, to go back to Houston one and one to see the real Golden State team, which one shows up. Um, but other than that, it's been a great, great, great show. Uh, anyone listening, feel free to follow me and East Coast Sports on the Twitter, as Mr. Pop would say, uh, at EC Sports Invest. Uh, we have a e-commerce store at store.eastcoastsportsinvestors.com. We have quick picks right now, four games today, all at 75% off. If you buy three, you get the fourth one free, deliver, delivered right to you. Um, and check out our website at www.eastcoastsportsinvestors.com. And there it is. You guys can catch me on the Twitter at PopDBIC. Also, you guys can check out my cool Instagram page with all the boxes and all the entertainers and all the sports people for the media stuff that I do um, on Wave underscore. And you guys can also check out great videos that I got interviews with on Fanatics View uh, Originals and also on my uh, YouTube channel Pop Pop DBIC TV we will be changing the name of that very soon because um, I am working on some things uh, right now as well too about to establish a media company and everything like that Uh, but uh, you guys keep on the lookout for that and then I got some big news coming with Jeff uh, as soon as I get done with this week, uh, and everything like that is Canelo week. I'm headed to Vegas late tonight uh, to cover the fight. I'll be out there from Wednesday through Sunday this week, and then finally I'll have myself a week off where I'm not dealing with the fights and fight or 
event or something like that. And then I'll have some announcements and things like that to make because we got some business to handle things moving forward as we get to the summertime. But I do want to thank you guys so much for listening to the show today. This is the Primetime Angles Radio Show with your boy, the Primetime Capper Pop DiBiase and my main man, Jeff Dawson. And we are out of here. Out, out, out. And we'll be back Thursday night. See you later. Thank you.